Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Four Times a Podcast. Just before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors, FootballPrizes.co.uk, for their continued support of the podcast. Uh, this week's Celtic prize is a signed and framed Kyogo Japan shirt, so it's a lovely looking top. I'm sure a lot of you have bought the Japan top after after the success of J- Japanese signings, but yeah, this one's a signed Kyogo one. It's it make a perfect a perfect addition to anybody's collection if you're after some Celtic signed memorabilia. But if you're what you enter that, go over to footballprizes.co.uk, search competitions, you'll find it. And if you use their code four times ten, it'll get you ten percent off your ticket cost as well. So in mind the day that save yourself some money and be in with a chance of winning that great prize. But thanks very much to them for uh, continuing to support the podcast and to everybody that's used to a promo code thanks. Uh, but we'll go on with the show now. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Four Times a Podcast. You join us Thursday the 9th of March. It's just under 24 hours since Celtic were victorious in the league against Hearts. They went behind early on to a Josh Janelli header, but came back to win the game 3-1 thanks to goals from Dyson Maeda, Kyogo and Sead Haksavanovic. But they've also got the St Mirren game that happened on Sunday to cover as well. So this is the first time back since then, but we'll start with the Hearts game. Danny, it was the second time in a few days that Celtic have had to come back from an early setback and they did so in some style it's just it was Ange's 100th game and I think it sort of typified the way that uh, this team plays they just as the cliche goes they never stop and that's twice in four days it's been proved Ah yeah right I think the mental toughness of the squad was tested the last week and they responded to it and you know St Mirren have got a right good home record obviously it's the only place Ange hadn't won yet the only team it beat is this season so to go a goal down early Probably made the players think it was going to happen again, but they just keep going and five second off goals. I know we're a wee bit aided somewhat by the red card, but 
interessant par for at rive really godt den kæft on i resten af en Hearts er nu bare et team, og nu de made some changes, but so did we, and probably based teams at Anario on Saturdays, Cup tie instead, but I thought it was a, a, good, a good game in the first half, and Hearts were right in it, but we just keep going, and they knew that the goal was coming for Celtic, but they just keep going, and the amount of space that we were getting in behind for Kyogo's movement, and the pace of Maeda, and Abada, I thought Abada was quite poor actually, considering the impact they'd had at the weekend, but I just, you know, get the goal back and then the second off was much more like what we were used to. But Jota was really good when he came on. Haksabanovic was really good, scored a great goal as well. So, I it was a pleasing win last night and against a team, you know, third in the league by quite some distance. So, it was good to, to win and, you know, keep a nine-point lead and we're just another one closer to the league title. Aye, very much so. And uh, Tony, I'll bring you in. You were there as well last night. What did what did you make of the game? As Danny says, you're well, really getting to the point where we are starting to chalk down the wins until we get closer to another title in the ranch. Yeah, I thought uh, first half was quite difficult. They get an early goal. I think their goal was really clear. It was onside. I don't know why the flag went up. Same yours. Again, we spoke about kind of officials in this country. Just totally useless. Takes a sting at the celebrations a bit. And um, I two big decisions that if there was no VAR, they two would they get wrong. Did they get any punishment for getting these decisions wrong, even though VAR corrected it? I don't think so. So that was a bit frustrating. We couldn't properly celebrate the Maida goal, which was great play. It's a great through ball by Ralston, whose balls last night were either absolutely fantastic, three points at Murrayfield, so he'll need to um, get his crossing back up to speed, uh, speed pronto. Kyogo does excellent and... Um, Puts made through. I thought. I thought second half. He obviously gave them a rocket right up the ass at half time and says we need to up it. And we did. I thought Jota was excellent for the um, the goal he put us in front. And again, you're under a bit of pressure because Rangers, I think, were four one up. And we were still one each. So you don't want to give them anything. And uh, we didn't. But we gave them a goal on us. So I think our goal difference is only twenty seven better than than theirs now. So big Andrew, be maybe careful. He'll not get a, get to a hundred one games. I just uh, once we once we stepped up, we were really good. Jota and Moy, Moy's job was picking up space. We spoke about it before. He'd done it in the League Cup final. He's done it at Hearts before. He's just always finding pockets of space. Lays it to go, Kyogo, and he finishes as he's done all season. He's now three ahead of Shanklin and the, the top scorer charts, which is great. Aksabanovic has been threatening to get the score sheet. He should have got on it previously. Delighted for him. Really good player. Big, big fan of Hank Shabanovich. I think he considered himself quite unlucky. He's not as many minutes as he would like, but that's just due to, to everybody contributing. And we've obviously been winning, so it's hard to kind of change a winning formula. But um, absolutely delighted for him. And it's a fantastic finish. Top bag. I think he's probably set for a start on Saturday due to Maida leaving the stadium in crutches. Hopefully he's, he's nothing too serious for Maida, but I'd be very surprised if he was back for Saturday. But overall, I mean, it's another one. It's it was professional enough. Um, I'd like to cut out the, the losing the first goal that we did against St Mirren. I'd like to our next game if we could get a, a nice early two goal lead, that would be fantastic. But um, no, it shows the resilience this team have had. And when Ange makes his subs, he seems to be perfecting them. And when they come on, they're making such, such a, a huge difference. I think St Mirren did three of the subs score. A really Oh, and a bad, I think. So it's excellent. It's, it's just it's so good to, to see the state the squad's in. We haven't picked up any injuries until Maida, so that was a bit unfortunate. But 
we've still got enough in the tank to, to go again on Saturday, which will be a great game. I've no doubt it'll be a good atmosphere, but I'd like to think we start a wee bit quicker on Saturday. Um, you could argue it's the, the biggest game of the season, the way things are shaping up, because we'd like to think we're going to win the league, and obviously everybody wants a treble, which is uh, no mean feat. It's not easy, even though in previous years we've made it look very easy. But no, I'm just delighted that, that we won. I thought it was a good game. I thought some of the time waste in the first half was just mental. Seeing Robbie Nielsen thought Burnaby should have been sent off, which is total shite. Just, I think we could beat him 15-0 on Saturday and he, he would need a bit of credit. A very strange individual. But um, no, I just hope we're, we're well prepared for Saturday. I'm assuming we will be and we set about them and get to the semi-final and get back to Hamden. i trying to think who else. I thought Burnaby kind of had spells where he looked really good and spells where he wasn't great. I prefer, obviously, Alistair Johnson to Ralston, but Ralston's been out for a while and he was excellent when it, when it came to get an equaliser. So, aye, happy overall. Aye, I think, as you say, it was a lot of like good impressions for the substitutes, but I think the one thing I'd take for last night, I thought that the first half it was a lot of sort of underperforming like in terms of, I thought Ralston was poor I thought Burnaby I, I agree with you I think he'd done as much good as he done bad he tried to do too much for me at times I, at times I thought he was trying to do it all by himself when he could have just maybe been using the midfielders to sort of take a bit of the pressure off him but I thought Hearts tried to target him and especially like free kicks and goal kicks he tried to get down his side and uh, I don't think they really get much joy out of it so I think he'd done alright considering it's his first game for a while and I know Ralston looked off the pace but it's his first game in a few months and I know that's I think Angela did to it in the post-match that he wasn't too impressed with the performance overall but I thought Dyson Maida as you say it'll be a big loss if it is an extended period of time I'm hoping it was a sort of just an impact injury with a keeper and like he's hopefully it was just a precaution with the crutches and that because I thought in, in the limited amount of time he was on the first half I thought he was brilliant I thought he just sort of drove down the left hand side and I know he got a few critics on Sunday but I think when you're playing on the bigger pitches like Celtic Park and Hamden and that that's when Maeda really comes in easy and I thought again last night he was really good uh, Kyogo just has run for the first goal as well it's just unbelievable it's, as you say it was a great Bobby Ralston and uh, Kyogo's just they times it to perfection the fact that I went to VAR was just a joke I think I think you mentioned it like, there's got to be some sort of response from the SFA when these officials are getting these decisions so far wrong it's like I've seen like I think people are right they're just hiding behind VAR when when VAR get brought in we were told it's no there to referee games or re-referee games but every single big decision the referees and the linesmen seem to just shit themselves and flag or just like they just they don't take any like if they think that's like if that had been ruled out last night it would have been an absolute disgrace and uh, I know the the heart school got checked as well and there was even sort of disputes about whether the line was in the right way and I know they'll never come out and say it but there was there was a lot of angles that looked like it hey, the boy was maybe offside but no I thought as as, as I was going to say as, as much as the subs had a great impact I was so delighted that we that Ange didn't make subs at half time because I was probably shouting for them I wanted hey, Johnston and Hitati brought on at half time but I think, as you say, Ange probably gave him a, a bit of a rocket and I was glad that they sort of got the goal before the subs came on because it's just a sort of, like, the team worked it out again and I know like, we're so used to winning under Ange and it, it would have been easy for the subs to come on and if they had had an impact, you'd have just the people talking about how we've got so much more strength for the bench so the fact that the starting 11 was able to uh, 
make the difference was really good. I thought the ball from Moy was just put it on a plate for Kyogo and the finish was brilliant. And then, as you said, Haxabanovic, he's really impressed when he's come off the bench in the last few games. And I know he missed a, a couple of chances in the cup final, but I think he's really, he really is pushing because I, I thought Abada was poor as well last night. I thought his decision making was uh, really poor. And just in general, I know a lot of people have been uh, sort of having a go at Ange for keeping him on the bench for so long, but I thought last night sort of justified why he has been on the bench uh, for the last few weeks, but delighted that we got it over because obviously when Hearts come up against one half of Glasgow, you can see that the day up the game and it was it was a sort of merry challenge and we've had in a lot of games this season at Celtic Park and it's a good test for the cup game coming up as well and obviously I think they'll be uh, back to full strength for guys like Shankland and Snodgrass who obviously didn't play last night, so it's also a massive game, but Andy, just before we move on for a Hearts game, what did you make it? And hey, as I said, those four changes for the St Mirren game, did any of them uh, stand out for you or did anybody not take their chance, maybe? Uh, I think similarly, obviously, the St Mirren game, we both went 1-0 down um, in both games in the sixth minute, which obviously isn't ideal. <clears throat> um, but as you see, it's, it's made about the response, obviously, it's St Mirren went down to 10 men and that Changed the game because we were sort of getting onto the front foot at that point and really taking over the game. And I no doubt in my mind whether it was 10 men or fucking 12 men had the park, we would have won the game anyway. But I, for hearts, it was since Ralston makes a bit of an arse here. Um, Boyd's doing a line, good ball and good header. I agree, I don't know why they were pissed about with R. There was no really any doubt in my mind that um, the goal was all right. And the reaction was was really good. I think after I mean after that I can't really think of them having too many clear cut opportunities. Whereas we seem to sort of grow in the game. Um I don't think we were great at any point in the first off. I know Maeda obviously get doing a bit of joy before he goes off um and about the half hour mark and obviously he gets the goal which is a fantastic run for Kyogo. Um and then again bought across we cut back and puts it in. Maida was getting a bit of joy, but I've got to agree, I thought both, both full-backs were, were poor in the first off. Um, Abada was, was poor, which wasn't at it, and I thought, I just felt we were a bit probably sluggish in the middle of the park. Um, I, I, I just felt as if the off-three of them, sort of McGregor and Moyne O'Reilly, they took a wee bit to get gone. Um, but again, it's it's hard to be too critical, and I, I know loads of people were quick to jump on Oh, there's too many changes and we should have learned for this before, but that's fucking nonsense. Well, I've been banging the drum about how strong the squad is and all the rest of it for long enough. Um, it was just a poor start. Parts capitalised on it, but we reset and I think <clears throat> the manager showed his belief. I don't think we made this up to about the 70th, 75th minute. Can't have to have my head, but run about that, Mark. <clears throat> so I think that tells you a lot um, about the difference for Obviously, bar bar and mind is it's obviously going to have an injury, but I mean that's sub aside for that. Um, but barring that, I think it's clear to see the how we improved and how we grew into the game. Um, I thought when we came out the second half, it, it really only looked like one team was one team was interested in winning. They were only fucking interested in winning the game for the first minute. Um, I think I'd love to see the accumulated time that Xander Park had the ball, um, whether for goal kicks or just the ball being passed back to him. I'd love. First, some to someday have that totted up just to see because it's a fucking disgrace how how much keepers get away with with just holding on to the ball. Um, I know it's not a rule that's employed often um, about breath penalising keepers, but even when just every every fucking chance he gets, whether it's one 0 
one each or two one. It doesn't matter. He's doing it. They're two one doing. He's still taking he's taking the piss. So, I the team grew into the game second half. Um, obviously whatever I just said to them has worked. We've came out, got our second, and and really from there it, it it was we just sort of grew and grew, and then the subs came on, and as I've said, the, the depth in the squad is. It's a fucking sight to behold, to be honest. That when you think about the three subs that we brought on, and um, we had Sabanovic, Atati, and all, at that moment in time was incredible. Um, obviously, a water comes on later on, who I think is somebody we are going to see Mary and Mary. I'm really impressed with him. But the one that stood out um, for all the players that sort of featured, um, whether for the start or for any point, was, was Hak Sabanovic. We've spoken about him on here before. Um, he had a wee, I think, maybe 10 minutes or whatever against Rangers in the Cup. And he was causing a causing havoc. Um, again, done well against St. Melbourne, and he, he reaped the reward today. Um, he just he just looks so dangerous, and you're starting to see him get that fitness and get to that level that he was at. Um, prior to the World Cup and prior to obviously the, the team getting away to Australia. <clears throat> obviously, I know he scored against Ross County and scored a couple. Um, against United before that, but I think you're starting to see him just get back to that level and. He's somebody that I'm really, really looking forward to seeing Mary. And I think now we obviously hope for him either. Injuries don't went in too serious and it's but an impact. I don't think he'll feature at the weekend. I think it's probably too soon for him. But again, that's just me entirely guessing. I, I, I don't know. Um, and Abada was a bit of a poor performance. Um, I think he's got, he's got so much... We, we were obviously speaking about this after the game with Abada. He's got so much good for him in terms of being in the right position at the right time and arriving late and putting the ball on the net which is fucking huge and obviously gets a good number of assists as well but there's parts of his game that he can really improve on but again he's 21 year old um, there's a high possibility that that will come um, but Haxabanovic I reckon is, is really sort of working his way into the starting lineup. Um, if he if he continues that, that sort of wee cameos that you've seen him for the end of games recently if you see that and he, and he extends that out a longer period of time, and then as you say, when injuries happen to guys like Maeda, a guy like Abada has an half day, he's going to get his chance in the starting 11 and a day back him um, to, to grab it with both hands and sort of no look back. We've seen it before with players that say like they, they get a chance through other players' misfortune, injury, and whatever else. And once they go in the team, it's a fucking hard time to get them back out. Um, so I, I think he's the big one that stood out for me, and I well deserve an ease goal. Um, it was a fucking fantastic finish. I think the whole crowd was screaming for him to hit it when he did. Um, and I uh, thoroughly deserved it. And somebody that I'm, I think he's just similar, similar to Yota, but he's got a lot of differences um, in the way that he works. And I think his feet are probably just as good for my money. Um, so I, uh, he's he's somebody that I was I was delighted with. Um, but I think it just speaks volumes about the character. And if if anything for Angie's Hanoff game. It was probably the most fit and white you win it to go behind and sort of have that that mentality to just to come out. We don't panic, nothing changes. We go over it the same way. We reap the rewards because teams can't cope with it for ninety minutes. Either they might be able to hold it um, for half hour or whatever it was. But if we stick to our principles and play our game, we will beat them because we are better all over the park and we know it. Yep, definitely and. Uh, I agree with a lot of what he says. I think Haxabanovich, it'll be interesting to see if he is brought in. Obviously, we'll touch on the cup game in just a wee setting, but throw a wee bit of curveball in. Obviously, uh, last night was Angie's 100th competitive game, and the uh, banner in the 
standing section last night says here's to 100 more, so I'll just put you on the spot. Danny, you can go first. Will Ange be here for 100 more? I will. I think you will. I think it's only another 18 months, basically. So, well, just over 18 months. So, I think he'll be here. Um, but they shock me if he wasn't, don't get me wrong. But I don't see any reason for him to leave now. Um, he's, about to, he's, he's about to win another league title. He's going to make it four, at least four trophies in his first two seasons. Going for a treble. He's got the Champions League next year. And pretty much... He's got to start getting results in the Champions League, but it is when we get to the Champions League, the way it is, you know, the draw could very. I mean, if the draw could very much render it a free hit straight away when you see what the draw is like. So he's trying to build something towards the Champions League. I don't see why anywhere else that he would go. I mean, I, I know I floated the idea of Spurs all night in the group chat. I think that would maybe be a difficult one for him to turn down, given, but given the kind of resources and the players that Spurs have got compared to here. But I don't see him I don't see him getting a, a massive, massive job. You know, Spurs would maybe be the limit of what he would get leaving Celtic. Um, and I, it doesn't seem a type to me that wants to go to a Wills or a Southampton or a whatever, you know, probably naming the team that he'll go to. <laughs> but um, it, it doesn't strike me as a type that wants to go there and build something, you know, just to finish 12th in the league. You know, I think... He wants to go somewhere where he can win and he can build a winning team and he's got that in the new and that, to me he's got Hunters on unfinished business. He's no won the Scottish Cup yet, he's no won a game in like a Champions League game yet. Um so to me he's got Hunters on unfinished business and he's to me he looks as hungry as ever. I mean I think the last couple of weeks he's been more animated than he's been um at all really and he's been fairly animated since he's been the manager I think the last couple of weeks he's been really passionate and you know his celebrations in the League Cup final didn't he look like a guy that was about to leave or he was thinking about it so I mean why not we're talking it'd be 2025 I think before his next 100 games um, or at the end of aye sorry 2025 aye so I don't I don't see why why he will only be here by that point but again you know a lot can change and a day in football, as we've seen before. That's very true. Uh, Tony, you've actually asked him before, would he sign a five-year contract? Do you think he'll be here for another 100 games, never mind five-year? I don't know. It, he never really, he's never really come out and says, I want to be here for five years, or I'm definitely going to stay. I think I think he's American, obviously, things could go Pete Tong and he could be sacked. I guess the thing he says is, so they asked him about it. They says, "I think you'll be surprised how long I'll be here." Yeah, I would like to think that's him saying I'm going to be here for another two or three years, or as long as he likes, really. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it's easy for him to say how much he loves it, and I believe him. I do believe he genuinely loves it and enjoys the project. I know he's already looking at squad improvements for next year, but what if a big team did come in? What if a fucking I don't know, a Spurs come in, for example, that was his name, get touted for that of somebody. I know there's no really, you're not going to win it at Spurs, they don't really win trophies, but in the Premier League, it's, I think it's the biggest stadium in Britain now they play in, potential Champions League football, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just do league shite, it's so bad now, it's, there's no real competition. Um, I'm well aware Hearts could beat us in this one-half game, but 
terms, if you look at us in Rangers, the last kind of three months, nobody's taken a point off either one of us, apart from taking them off ourselves. So um, I'd love him to stay. I'd love to see him do something in Europe. I think I said in a previous pod, these opportunities there, if he, if he can get into the Europa League after Christmas, finish third in the Champions League group, he could really, that could be his legacy at Celtic if it, if it goes to plan. But 100 games, another 18 months, we're big and still be here in 2024. No. Would it be the end of 2024? I don't know. Hopefully, I'd be delighted. I'd be delighted if it would be. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. I don't think it'll be here in 18 months. That's my, that's my unfortunate prediction. I think if he keeps in the way he's gone, somebody's going to come in and Probably make him an offer he can't refuse, and I, I just don't understand how he's not signed a, a new deal with us to get more money. I thought he would have wanted a pay rise or something like that. I've no doubt he's, he's earned mega bonuses for the, the cups he's won, getting us in the Champions League, etc. But that would really, that would, that would be better than any signing if he was to sign a long-term deal. See if they could just pick a right good moment to announce that. Um, it would really the, the club would be bouncing into the rest of the season. But um I'm gonna say no, I think he'll, he'll go to a, a bigger league. Andy, so we've got one for yes and one for no, what are you leaning towards? Uh, I can agree with a lot of what Tony's just said. I think I think no, but I think he'll be here to the end of next season. And I think his performances, they obviously knew, I think we will improve in Europe. And I think the accumulation of the two will, it will sort of get to the point where, listen, we're fucking never going to win the Champions League. Um, so progression in Europe and improvement in Europe is obviously what we can look for. I think we'll get that, whether that's the Champions League Europa, I'm I, I, I don't know, but I think we will sort of go in and, and win games. Um, I actually think that we'll get the Champions League finished third and then win a knockout tie in the Europa League, but we'll come to that at the end of the season. Don't want to get ahead, ahead of myself because I never know if I have to leave them on But ah, yeah, I, I think no, but I think it, it'll not be too far off. I think he'll see you to the end of next season. Um, so I, we'll, we'll go with that. But I think it'll. I don't know if, if I'm calculating that right, but I think it will fall just shorter on other hundred games. Aye, um, in, in terms of the answers that you three have gave, I'm sort of leaning towards what Andy says. I think, first of all, I'd say I don't think there's any chance he'll leave his mid-season or at any point during the season, I think. I think we're safe this season because I think that he's going to be desperate for another shot at the Champions League, I think. As, as much as the Champions League's where we want to be and where the money is, like I think this team might have benefited if they had, like obviously it would have been ideal if we'd have dropped in the Europa League, uh, but I think no having that sort of chance to test them at that level is like, unfortunate because I think we could have done well uh, this season, but I think he'll be he'll want another shot at that because obviously he's an ambitious guy and he's only had that one shot and in terms of the clubs down south that get Champions League I don't think I know you're saying Spurs but I still think the gap's a bit big between these sort of top elite clubs coming for our managers or coming for our players I think there's sort of still a bit in in between well Ange might buck the trend don't get me wrong but I just think that he wouldn't get Champions League football well, doing England he might get it 
abroad, like maybe any like he's obviously managed in Japan and Australia, so I don't think it's necessarily England or bust, but eh, obviously that's the the most frequently touted location for his next move. But it's it's a weird one because after the cup final when he did say like you might be surprised how long I'm here, like I took that as ah, he's going to be here for the next four or five years and eh, then. When that we Gabriel for Clyde one asked him, he seemed to like, well, I, I can't tell you if I'll be here for a hundred games, and it's not up to me, which is obviously true. But I think it would be some sequence of events would have to happen for Celtic fans to want to get rid of him, and that space of time, I think he's just got everybody so on board. Merlin, but me Celtic managers in the past, I don't think there's been a manager for a long time that's had this sort of connection. Uh, but I, I think. I think it might come down to how we do in the Champions League as well, because I think if we, we we could improve our performances and still finish bottom in the Champions League group, and I think if that was to happen again at the end of next season, I could maybe see Ange, like, as I say, I, I think he's a really ambitious guy, and when he was speaking about Juranovic leaving and uh, how it's a short career, I think he'll probably be pushing 60 uh, around about the end of next season, and I think he, he might want to uh, challenge himself in one of the top four or five leagues in the world, and if you look at through history, the shelf life of a Celtic manager usually is about three or four years. I think, uh, obviously, Stratton stayed four years, and I think he spoke and like, after that, saying that he sort of regretted staying for that extra season. So I don't know. My heart says I, but I think, unfortunately, I'm going to agree with Andy and Tony and say I don't think he will. I think he could leave at the end of next season. Uh, if I was, if you'd have gone in my head and was to. I don't think I, I completely agree with what the boys were saying earlier. I don't think it'll be for any fucking fodder that's going to basically either come up for the championship and fucking wrestle with Stein League or anybody that knows for a fact they're going to be in that fucking relegation dogfighter trying to stay up. I don't believe for a second he's going to You say that, Andy, but look at the mess that he took her when he took her for us. We were a fucking. We were a, a I know, but and he picked us up over the players. So if you've got a Premier League team that says, oh, here's 150 million, go and build a team. I know, but let's all put our fucking sensible hats on here. Like, when you take your say, like, Rangers, we were fucking shite, right? We only need to beat one team. Aye, you, you only need to be better than them, really. Look how fucking poor this league is. Whereas if you go into that league down there, and, and let's be honest, he's probably only going to get one pop at it in terms of being down there. Rogers get another pop in terms of Liverpool because obviously he had success with Swansea, came up here, had success. Um, obviously he made an arse of Liverpool in between that. I mean, he came close, he's close to winning the league as he had prior to Klopp, so that's no strictly true, but when he left, it was all about a fucking mess. And a, a lot of teams weren't really getting near him and then obviously he had success here, so we get Leicester. I don't think Ange gets that second chance in England. I think if he goes down, say, I don't know, say fucking just completely out of the blue here. Say Burnley came up this season with company. They have a fucking howler finished spot above a relegation zone. Um, He's out in his arse and they say, right, Ange, there's the gig. I don't think he touches it. I, I think he takes one look at that and says no. Um, I, I reckon it's you're, you're mere looking at somebody who fancies themselves a bit as established mid-table they're, they're just a bit bigger than that Um, I, I just don't think he's going to touch a team who are almost certain to be to be bobbing about relegation I'd, I'd be I'd be shocked Um, don't get me right, it can happen to fucking any team especially when you look down there and 
teams like West Ham who've spent a fortune, but there's a high chance they can get done. Um, absolutely can happen to MD, but I just don't see him touching one of the yo-yo teams for the, for the for the championship in the Premier League. I think it would be a more established team. As you see, I, I sort of Spurs or West Ham, I'd, I'd chuck them in there and all. One of the bigger teams, if you like, in that league. Um, I, I just don't see him for a second getting near somebody that's, that's done there. Um, if Everton managed to avoid it, like, let's be honest, they're a big club that are just fucking managed terribly. Like a Brighton, somebody like that who are established for long enough in the league, but I just, I'd be utterly astounded if we went near somebody like fucking Bournemouth or Southampton. Um, I'd, I'd be astounded by it um, because, like I say, I think he gets if he get, if he leaves us to get in, he gets one pop at it. Um, if it goes tits up, then a lot, a lot of people will be telling me go back to Australia or come back up here. No, you make a good point, and only time will tell. Maybe we'll revisit it in the future, but I can just guarantee one thing: that a year after Rogers left, we done an episode questioning where Neil Lennon was a better Celtic manager than. Uh, Brendan, but I can guarantee that we won't be doing that a year after Ansley's. Well, <laughs> someday might be, but with Lennon's the manager, we certainly won't be. I think we'd chuck a pod. But uh, right, we'll move on to the uh, quarterfinal at Tynecastle on Saturday because it is fast approaching. We are recording Thursday night and we're playing Saturday lunchtime. But Danny, what are you expecting for it? Obviously, they gave us a bit of a test last night, and obviously the game at Tynecastle previously, you were at it. It was. Topsy Turvey game with loads of goals that was uh, finished by your hero Greg Taylor. It was me and good friend of the show KB had a smashing day in the Roseburn. Um, it was a lot of fun. So it was certainly a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> um, it was a great game. Uh, I think merely the same on Saturday. I think Hearts will be, you know, they're going to be up for it. This is their cup final um, before they lose to Rangers in either the cup final or semi final if they get by us. But uh, they'll be right up for it, there's no doubt about that. And so will Celtic, but and, you know, Andrew's teams are always right up for it. Even if they don't play great, they're always up for the battle. And I think Saturday you'll see any different. Early kick-off, it'll be, a, it'll be a really good game. I'm gutted I'm not going. Um, my, my friend couldn't help me out this time. But um, I'm looking forward to it because this is a you know, quarter-final. If you go to win trebles, if you go to win cups... Hearts away in a quarter finals is games you, you want to go through and win and get there and you know, it makes a season you can look back and say, Oh, when we went there, you knew the treble was on or whatever. So looking forward to it, I think it'll be a really good game. And I'd expect Hearts to be much merry the same as last night. I know they'll bring back some players, but I think they played I think they played quite well last night in spells. I know Nielsen came out and said it's the best he's ever seen an away team play at Celtic Park, which I thought was quite funny. But they did have two or three really good passes as a play, but we couldn't get the ball off them, especially one nothing. Um, so they can definitely play, but I think most of their game plan was just to fire it up to Janelli, and then when he went half injured, they'd done it to the uh, is it Oda, the Japanese boy, and he was he was never going to win it in the air. So probably bring Shanklin back if he's fat. I don't know if he's not. I've not seen any news about it. it probably will be, um, and they'll probably go for it. But that could play into our hands and. We could pick them off again, and we kind of did that in the four three game. You know, we waited for Turner over a goal, over a goal up, then we were two one down, then we were three two up, and then it was three each, and then we we finally won it. But I don't think it'll be four three this time, uh, but I do think Celtic will go through, and I'm I'm I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to it. I think um, it's Hearts away is probably my favourite fixture. 
for the season for Celtic. I just love it when we go to Tyne Castle, uh, especially since I moved to Edinburgh. But it's always a, a great a great occasion, and I, I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Yep, definitely. As you say, it's one of the games. It's always a tough tough place to go, and uh, as the last game showed, it was back and forth and obviously that was the uh, introduction of all that day for us and the standards not improved since then so I'm sure we can expect more of that at the weekend but uh, Andy what are you expecting and would you be making any changes to the starting lineup? Well, I'd expect the two fullbacks to maybe be the first two come back in I think you'll see obviously um, the team sort of revert closer to what we had prior <coughs> Excuse me, to what we had prior against that. So I think you see Johnston coming back in um, at right back. I assume that as, as long as Taylor's all right, you you probably see him coming back in at left back as well. Um, I, I think Hitati will sort of work his way into the midfield. You would assume that will be for O'Reilly, given um, how, how Moy's been. Obviously, like gave himself another assist um, and sort of really grew into the game's time went on. And then I think we might again you know, at you. Then a baddest performance, I would assume. Um, and obviously, given that Yota's been sort of the starting right winger, if you like, I think the front three will be um, Yota, Furuhashi and Haksabanovic. So I think for the for the most part, the team will sort of get back to the what has been the starting eleven in recent weeks, um, with the exception of Maeda. I think that will be for Haksabanovic, and all oh, that is that is the change that I would make. Um, so pretty much how we set up against St Mirren um, just with that change on the left hand side uh, I think that's how we will go I think as I said before Haxabanovich has probably done enough to sort of get his chance um, and that's the type of game he's going to thrive and he's that type of player he's out to prove a point he's constantly out to prove a point I think you've seen it um, you've, you've heard them speak about it before in interviews the, the boys know short and confidence so it's, it's the exact type of game I want to see him in because he's got a bit of needle about him as well um, but I, uh, I think that's that's how we will line up and that's that's probably how I would line up as well um, and as you see I think, don't get me wrong that they'll probably take a lot of confidence for how they played, although we ran out of the top of them in the second half, and I was just saying they didn't really test Joe Hart on their goal. They'll be out with that whole mentality. All out. they can be, they can be got, they can concede goals. Um, we were one each for however long it was, um, sixty minutes in an hour or whatever. We're at home. They'll have players back. They, they'll be up for it, as we know when we play them. They raised their game. Um, as Danny mentioned, it's their cup final. No doubt about that, but. I, I reckon we'll revert to what has been the, the starting eleven, if you like, um, with the exception of my because I don't think he'll make it, um, and that's the only change that I can see happening. Um, although I should add, I would be entirely surprised at all if if, if he started with Abada, Yota, and Kyogo, because obviously the manager's a fan of him, and he's, he's Abada scored a lot of goals. It was it was one half game um, that he started, and he, and he was poor. But don't get the boy wrong. Come off the bench, scored against Aberdeen. Come off the bench, scored against St Mirren. So. Um, I don't want to be too critical of look what I'm getting on at them, but I, uh, I I just think it's more that it's more that Hagzibanovich is working his way into the squad as opposed to about this being that poor. I think you're right. I think it will be the sort of mere uh, commonly seen starting eleven. I think you will see uh, Atati, Moy and McGregor in the middle. I think the two fullbacks will come back in and I, I think it is just that sort of wide place that's up for debate. I think Obviously, if Mighty does left Celtic Park on crutches, then 
you've got to rate him a doubt, uh, especially given there's only two full days recovery between uh, the two games. But uh, I had fancy as to, I think that game will maybe have gave us a bit of a warning about Hearts. I know the fact that they did give us a bit of a, a challenge last night, I think will set us up nicely for uh, Saturday. But I think for me, Hacks of Anips will be the one that comes in. I think Abada was pretty poor last night, and I think I'll see him back on the bench. And I, I, I know we lost the semi final to him last season, but in these sort of one off games, the team's not let us down. Uh, really, so I'd expect us to go there and have a big performance, and I think it'll be a pretty tight game, but I'll go first with predictions, and I think it'll be 2 1 Celtic. I think it'll be really tight, and it'll be a second half winner from Kyogo, uh, and I think that Adam Moy will get the other goal from the penalty spot. But, uh, Danny, what's your prediction? I'm going to go for 4 0, but I think it'll be tight up until about the 70th minute. And I think we'll get a second around about the 50th, 60th, 65th minute. And then we'll pull away and score a couple more later on. Um, and I think Kyogo will get another two. And Taxibanovic will score the first goal. And then at the end, Ivata will score his first goal for Celtic at the end. Looking forward to it. That'd certainly be nice, but uh, and they'll get you wrap up predictions because Tony's lost connection somewhere between or somewhere in the Irish Sea, but I will put him down for a five 0 Kyogo hat trick because that's his usual prediction. Uh, what are you going for? I think we better make it clear that he's not doing a charity swim or anything like that. Um, he, he's actually on the boat. Uh, I'll go for. You know what, I'm going to go four one. Um, and Hacks to be in the score sheet. I can't be sitting here bigging him up for in the last hour or whatever it is and not having in the score sheet I, I'm going to go 4-1 um, I actually think they'll score first again and it'll be a very similar performance although I think we'll be leading at the break that'll be the difference this time um, but I dare they're going to get some fucking stupid penalty or some some nonsense handball or some something fucking daft's going to happen and, and they'll take the lead and it'll finish 4-1 AI, I that would be good as well. But that'll do as we'll get this episode out and you can have a listen to it as you get ready for Saturday's game. We will be back after it to hopefully discuss Celtic getting into another semi final and we'll have the draw by then as well, so we'll be able to have a wee look towards that. But uh, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to keep an eye on the YouTube. Uh, Tony was on with Sean and Kieran this week and they were discussing who I think it was who had the better team between uh, Brendan Rodgers and Ange Postacoglu, or like a combined 11, so uh, make sure to go there and check that out. Just search for Full Times a Podcast on YouTube and that should come up. We will be back next week, as I say, and make sure to check out our Twitter and Facebook for all the latest updates. Cheers for listening.
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.